1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're having a good day. I have so little to say anymore. I really look, I saw two lizards in my backyard. That's that's been my morning so far, and that's more that's twice as many lizards as I usually see. So that was exciting. Maybe they were, you know, they must have been doing something together, god knows what. It doesn't matter. It was kind of exciting, more exciting than most of the things that have happened this morning. Now, something more exciting is about to happen. We're going to record the podcast and with a guest who I adore and I don't know anyone who doesn't adore this guest. He's so funny and just delightful. If you don't like him, that's your problem. You'll have to turn it off as soon as you find out who it is. It's Ike Barinholtz. Ike, welcome to I Said No Gifts
2: uh thank you bridger for having me uh i am a little out of it i didn't get a lot of sleep because it is lizard mating season and <laughs> they were keeping me up all night so i am a little tired but i'm gonna i'm gonna pull through and uh yeah nail this 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 explains a lot it explains my lizard situation explains yep. why you just look like shit yes uh, oh my god don't get me started i did i slept i woke up three minutes ago I had glam squad here at 7 and I they were banging on the door and I had my noise canceling headphones on and I I woke up at 10:59. <laughs> so for, I am so you're going to get you're going to get the uncut dope.
1: <laughs> well, for the listener, I'm looking at Ike right now. There are two separate hair people behind him just working furiously. There's somebody applying blush. He still doesn't have any eyeliner on. I can barely see his. I mean, he's he looks, in a word, disgusting.
2: The the reality is I will not be camera ready for this until about 2 p.m. <laughs> so we're gonna have to do the whole thing over.
1: And we will be releasing this as uh high def video to all platforms. You'll see this on Netflix. You're gonna see it on Apple TV. So just be on the lookout. Just uh and the first half or so of the episode Ike is going to be hard to look at.
2: Yeah, yeah. You might just want to put a post-it over that side of the screen and, and focus on Bridger, who looks, may I say, fantastic. <laughs> Freshly showered. showered. I probably post-it. exercised this morning, got a nice watch on. A plus.
1: <laughs> I've, uh, you know, I was at the gym for two hours, showered before and after the gym. I'm doused in cologne. You I've wake up with my like, teeth. F-
2: 4am and work out for two hours and then go to church on a bad day yes. on a bad day yes.
1: uh on a good day i've also already brunched had like kind of a fulfilling saucy brunch with friends we've gossiped we've gotten all of that out uh today i didn't get that in it because i was so transfixed on the lizards in my
2: backyard yeah i get it uh and so but you know we're both trying our best we're trying our best and if it's not good enough for you log off ike how are you i'm good man i'm good i'm good i saw you briefly for a moment um right and i remember that we recently you and i met um on the set of a tv show you wrote an episode of a tv show that i was one of the stars of how about that how about that hollywood connection (laughs) and then we met uh deep COVID last October, November? Yeah, now we're only in moderately deep COVID. We're in like still deep COVID, but we're kind of a deep, yeah. shallow, deep, shallow COVID. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where we are right now. My Lord. Uh, I know that I did get thrown out of my Starbucks today because I wouldn't put my mask on and I, I caused a bit of a scene, but uh, it's my body, my choice. And uh, I'm not going to have Audrey. Who's great and makes, she's an amazing barista, amazing person, but I, she's not allowed to tell me what I can wear when I wear my, <laughs> my, my drink. <clears throat> well, uh, look, you
1: lost your job. Yes. Uh, you will no longer be mixing up drinks at Starbucks.
2: Yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm banned from all stores. <laughs> I'm a Pete's <pizza> guy now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine.
1: But uh, yeah, uh, we met, uh, you were shooting this show, The After Party, which will be coming to television at some point. Yes, very exciting. And that was a weird time to meet someone because we were were all, uh, no one still kind of knew what was going on. There was still, who knew what was going to happen with the vaccine? COVID protocols were all over the place trump was still president
2: that's right it was just a very different world (laughs) i met you in
1: another universe it was another
2: it was a parallel universe yeah and then i think when we met and i remember the day after the election i saw you and you know you could tell i was pretty shaken up by his loss and um (laughs) you were very kind to me so i'll never forget that
1: i reached out i said i i know your man uh has been the election's been stolen uh, we're going to fight for this. True, true. Show me the lie. <laughs> you and I bought our tickets to D.C. Yep. Uh, we said we are going to storm the Capitol.
2: But like in classic fashion, we overslept. <laughs> well, I'll, I will say you. You overslept, overslept because you I was there. there. You were there. You were there. <laughs> I I slept. I woke up at like 6 p.m. Missed the entire <laughs> thing. And then I had to get back to work, but uh, you were there and uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it will it end up being a bad career choice? I don't know. I am that's all for me to say. We're going to figure that out. But I just want you to know I stand
1: near you. Thank you. Except for when I'm running around the Capitol lawn screaming, <laughs> has anyone seen my friend? We were supposed to. He told me to be here at 5 a.m. I've been at the gym. I'm His already tired. His name is Ike
2: Barinholtz. He was... <laughs> In blockers.
1: (laughs) Holding your picture up, showing people
2: your IMDb. His special skills. uh, Martial arts with a question mark. Accent. Not great. Rode a horse once.
1: Um, (laughs) Nobody could tell me where you were, but we were all, you know, in our, you know, various American flag uh, costumes, this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Military gear. And so it was a confusing time. For the country
2: and for me. But you made it all the way into Steny Hoyer's office, which I was like, <laughs> damn, dude, it's like you got up. In I had there.
1: to use the bathroom. So, uh, <laughs> look, I, no one stands in my way when I've, I've got to go.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm, uh, keep me, uh, you know, in the loop with the, the trial and stuff and let me know how that, that goes.
1: <laughs> well, I've got I'm about gonna- two weeks before I go to prison. Um, It's going to be eight months and I, you know, I'm going to get some reading done. Uh, I, you know, we'll probably meet some new people. Probably find some new future guests for
2: this podcast. Lompoc has some really great parts (laughs) in the area. There's it's there's a really cool, you know, there's a cool kind of uh, artisanal dining scene happening there. So I I think you're going to like the area.
1: I haven't been able to travel a lot in COVID, so this is kind of going to be, I'm looking at it as a
2: vacation. I, 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 think, I think that's a good, healthy way to go into it. That way you won't be too disappointed. <laughs> um,
1: oh, what else gosh. has been going on in your life? You've been to New York recently.
2: I have been, I've been in New York. Uh, I, I've been shooting a, a TV show uh, in, uh, in upstate New York, uh, which is really just, I mean, come on that is a, that's that's god's country that is so beautiful um but uh so i've been going back and forth and uh you know when i get on the plane i'm like kind of hyper conscious you know just cuz of the delta and you know blows. oh sure and so i'm like you know when i get on there i got my mask on and i'm like you know taking kind of quick sips but then as the flight goes on, I just get like lazier and lazier and just kind of <laughs> think we'll <laughs> eat like an entire bag of peanut M&M's with my mask off for like <laughs> like 20 minutes. <laughs> so I need to figure out how to um, uh, <clears throat> uh, do that better. But, uh, but yeah, I'm home now back in uh, a sweltering Los Angeles.
1: We are at the beginning of summer in Los Angeles. Uh, it's, things are just beginning to heat, heat up. We're at a simmer right now. By September 1st, it's going to be 115 degrees.
2: We will all be in flames. Um, Yes. I don't do great in extreme heat. Uh, I'm from Chicago, so I have like northern blood and uh, I I sunburn easily. And I just I don't do great at like uh, sitting at like a pool party for like three hours. Or a kid's birthday party, which is more likely what I'm going to these days. A pool party. What am I? The situation? <laughs> Jesus. Ike
1: is famous for his pool parties. It's the one thing we all know about it's Ike. It's a
2: very uh, tough invite to get in Hollywood, but you'll meet some great people there. Uh, just was t- talking to David Faustino, you know he's coming this week. Great guy. <laughs>
1: You do kind of one-on-one,
2: one-on-one pool parties. Oh, yeah. No, I want to really get to know my guest and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. We talk, we swim, uh, eat some food. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> uh,
1: are you a wintry person? Do you enjoy cold weather? Yes, I
2: enjoy cold oh. weather. I enjoy uh, making soups and stews and <laughs> having an extra layer of clothing and... Uh, fat and i just that's my natural kind of uh, that's my time to shine really in the summer Mm -hmm. i'm a dud (laughs) i'm just like sitting there just if you're talking to me at a party i'm just like sweating a lot and and uh just constantly having to put so much sunscreen on like the back of my neck i just smell like a beach in florida it's just like i'm I'm not comfortable and you're not comfortable talking to me so i try to stay inside as much as i can
1: that's fair yeah i i think i've i've recently come to the sad conclusion that i i don't know that i like any of the seasons i don't know that any weather works for me i'm just in a constant uh kind of just uh, not enjoying anything i think what i I am describing just some level of mental illness at this point but uh (laughs) The uh, the depression is every season for
2: me. And it is, that's it fine. is all, all seasons. It's all seasons. But
1: uh, what are you going to do? If we're, I'm just buckling down for the hot weather. You know, I would like to get back to
2: a jacket at some point. Yeah, I do well in jackets. I I I love the the pockets of a jacket where you could keep your phone and your keys because oh, yeah. if you wear pants that are even kind of tight and I have like a big iPhone and like big car keys I just I, I it's like lots of, it's creating uh, too many bulges
1: right I uh, in the last few years have started carrying a tote with me wherever I go and uh, which has helped in a ton of ways but my boyfriend does you know it does the wallet and keys and phone
2: and pockets and I'm sometimes it's just like this looks terrible you've got to- you know it's it's i i was rocking for a little bit um we got a, a dog during covid <laughs> can you believe that <laughs> and uh we had to train it and and you used to train a dog just like you kind of just like like, yell at it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> listen. And they do whatever you want. But now their trainers are like, that's the worst thing you could do. So you have to give it treats constantly. So I was using a fanny pack that was just filled with dog treats on <laughs> one side. But then I started carrying, like, a key and, like, a credit card. And I was walking around with a fanny pack. And I know I, I looked just like a loser with it but i really <laughs> dug the convenience and i'm 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 probably gonna go back to it just because it, it 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 it's peace of mind oh absolutely and i actually think
1: i mean i i may be completely wrong here but i feel like fanny packs are kind of back
2: i feel like they're for skinny-ish hipsters but for like Dads in their forties that have like love handles—you just kind of (laughs) you look like you look like kind of like the quintessential like nerdy German tourist you might see in like an eighties film. (laughs) Um, Which though is describing current fashion, I think it is. It is like short sleeve plaid shirts tucked in to like shorter shorts with a fanny pack is like a hipster outfit, and it's also like someone that like. Whatever. Clark Griswold, like, asks for directions <laughs> in 1988.
1: Well, I uh, I support that. I support anybody. Pockets just don't work for in the modern world. They've got too big of items at this point. The
2: only solution is to do what I do, which is to work, constantly wear cargo pants and cargo shorts. Which... <laughs> at the same time. I, I, at the same time, I put on a pair of cargo pants and I put the cargo shorts over it. Uh, no, but the cargo element of pants does give you a nice pocket space. It gives you eight pockets. Like these I'm wearing right now. Like these are, you know. Is this a cargo? This is a cargo short. Oh, yeah. You've got, got a cargo. big fat pockets in front. So you can, I can go somewhere. I can go run errands. Uh, I can go get a tarot card reading real quick. <laughs> And I can grab my keys, uh, grab my cash. She's cash only. And uh, keep that in one pocket. And then keep, you know, two or three packs of cigarettes in the other pocket. <laughs> you just smoking throughout the tarot uh, session. Well, it's so stressful. <laughs> I, mean, I have some dark energy, I think. Because every time I go to see her, she's like, death card. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh okay just straight death cards they're all hangman. all, all different versions of, of death um <laughs> so i i smoke a lot during it so but anyways the point is the the, the cargo shorts really do a great job at holding the things you need now the downside is you, you know you, you look like uh uh
1: a dick <laughs> but i feel like with you people just look at you regardless of outfit there's a dick <laughs> Think here comes a real asshole. So there's <laughs> Most in, you of the can't time. hide it. Don't stop trying to hide it, Ike. <laughs> Embrace that everyone hates you. I think that's all I can say at this point. I, that is the main takeaway
2: I'll have. From this today. is what your psychic has been telling you. She has been making either that or she just doesn't like me and she's trying to get me to leave, and I keep coming back. But
1: <laughs> stop smoking in my face. <laughs> have you ever had a real tarot card reading?
2: Um, no, not like a proper one. Maybe it's some weird party or like, I don't know, like network TV upfront events, you know what I mean? Where they have like, hey, <laughs> right. you know, but not where I've never gone and like really embrace the notion that it's even possible. And I think, I don't know if I could get, I'm sure it might be fun, right. um, but I think it's like, if it's something I just can't get behind, it's like, it's like if someone tried to hypnotize me, my mm-hmm. natural instinct would be like, I'm not going to let you hypnotize me. And they probably <laughs> wouldn't. I really don't think like it's a real, like, you know, and the convention, you know, when I'm right. talking about hypnotization, I'm talking about like classic, like, you know, the watch on the street. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would not fall for that. And it's the same. <laughs> with the tarot card.
1: Hypnotism scares me because I, or at least it a- for part of my life was prone to sleepwalking. And I feel like, I feel like hypnotism could, uh, w- awaken that again for me. And well, I don't want to go down that path.
2: Was it sleepwalking like, or just like around your house or were
1: you like yeah. leaving
2: the house?
1: Oh, I would love to have left the house. I, would, <laughs> I want to go on some sort of devastating sleepwalking thing in the middle of the night, uh, out throughout the neighborhood or whatever. No, this was just in the house and it was more when I
2: was a kid. And I think that that's most people. It's when your kids sleepwalk. Yeah, and I guess kids don't leave the house because maybe you don't have like the motor skills to like unlock the door like in that right. state. Final question: When you sleepwalk, did you have your arms forward with your eyes oh, that's closed? That's a in the classic question. sleepwalking,
1: <laughs> kind there? of like an I Love Lucy style sleepwalking.
2: <laughs> yes. Ah, uh,
1: that's a good question. I don't know. The only the only memory. I have is there was one sleepwalking case when I went into my parents' bedroom, into their bathroom, used the bathroom, then walked back to their bed, l- lied down, and just started laughing while sleeping, wow. just kind of, uh, which is terrifying. That
2: is, that is something out of I mean, child's I'm, play. I'm
1: sure as parents, you're like, our, right, our child is possessed. <laughs> and uh, uh, But that's, that was the, kind of the, the big showstopper sleepwalking set wow. piece for me it's pretty it's uh, a pretty good
2: one though yeah i'm looking to get into it i want to do you're sleep looking walking. to get it yeah i think it'd be kind of a cool thing to get into it's a kind of a hobby late, late middle sleepwalk. Age. yeah yeah i'm just amateur <laughs> sleepwalker whatever <laughs> um ike
1: now you mentioned earlier that we saw each other yesterday and yes. i wasn't gonna even bring this up on the podcast because you know uh you agreed to be on this podcast a few weeks ago and I was actually quite excited. I thought we'll have a good time, everything will be fine. And then uh, a couple of days ago, you said, "Hey, could you come by my house uh, tomorrow afternoon around three And for me, I just, wanted,
2: a- I just wanted to look you over before we talked. That was that was it. <laughs> I just wanted to like I'm an old fashioned guy. I want to give people. I want to shake before <laughs> I do a podcast. I want to shake a man's hand and look him in the <laughs> eye and say, "Don't fuck me," and so. You know what I mean? So you came and, and I appreciate that. So that that was the re- truly the purpose, just so you know.
1: OK, I appreciate that because, you know, when someone says, do you want to come by 3.30 in the afternoon? Mm. The, I feel like you're making an assumption that I don't have, a, you know, a vibrant afternoon life that I don't have anything else going on. I did not
2: think you were just sitting at home watching Lizards. I didn't think that. That wasn't the case. <laughs> I, I thought, hey, if you're around, we know this is, what I want to do the podcast, but I, I, I got to look you in the eye. <laughs> that was my thought initially, just so you okay. know. Okay, this,
1: uh, okay, so pieces are, you know, fog is lifting, mm-hmm. um, but then fog is then again descending because I show up to your house, I text you, I say, Ike, I'm out front, what's going on? You've come running out, uh,
2: sweating, panting. I had just finished uh, some martial arts training. <laughs> okay. Mom- moments before you got there. Muay Thai, uh, Muay Thai, Muay Thai kickboxing. Doesn't oh, matter. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but you're holding a,
1: a brown paper bag and you hand it to me and you say, excited to talk
2: tomorrow. I, I can't explain. Does that feel about right? That's exactly what happened. Um, and I'll let you tell the rest cause it's your, your story too, but well, uh, not, go ahead, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I, well, I am the one, I am the offended party here. So I'm, I'm happy to explain my side of the story. True, true. Uh, I, you know, I'm confused. I'm, I'm what I'm worried. I get back in the car. I, I just take a moment to myself. I say, Bridger, everything's fine. Ike is, uh, you know, the doors are locked. He can't hurt you now. You have this brown paper bag. We'll get we'll get into it on the podcast tomorrow. And obviously, Ike, uh, you know, you knew full well when you agreed to this podcast that it was called I Said No Gifts. And mm-hmm. so at the time, I thought this can't possibly be a gift uh, for me. Uh, maybe it's, you know, some leftover groceries. Maybe it's something from his garden. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it on the podcast. So now mm-hmm. I'm just going to confront you. I should have done it at the time. And that's something I'm wor- I'm working on. In therapy is just you know in the moment sharing feelings saying you know this is how i feel but uh again i've failed and so i'm just going to approach you now is this a gift for me
2: just to just to be clear one more time going back when i called you over i just wanted to look you in the eye (laughs) that day i i was out and about running errands getting food for my family (laughs) <laughs> and I I something caught my eye. And okay. I, I and I I just said, okay, I'm not gonna not gonna give this to Bridger. I'm just gonna buy it and we'll figure it out later. And I, I bought it and I got home and I said, This this gift is so perfect. And i I want you to do this for one second. I don't know if you ever do this with your guests where you put yourself in their shoes where they're <laughs> not actually, yet. they're actually conflicted. They're actually like in a way, the victim, where they're like, "I have something so great that he'll really love," but he said no gifts, and do I risk, uh, you know, maybe offending him? What's worse, offending him or him not having this? <laughs> and at the end of the day, I weighed them both. I I, I talked to my priest about it, Greek Orthodox. Um, <laughs> And we, you know, we prayed on it. Um, and I talked to my kids about it for about three hours. They were so fucking bored. <laughs> but and supportive. I opted to give you a
0: gift.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I think, uh, both things can be true. I can be offended and I can appreciate a gift. And I think that that's. Uh, something a lot of people appreciate about, appreciate about me is that I encompass a lot of things and a lot of feelings and it makes, it's something that makes me better than a lot of people. I'll just say that. Um, so I understand.
2: And I appreciate, I appreciate your, I appreciate that. I do appreciate what you just said.
1: Thank you for appreciating something about me. Um, it's been, you know, we're solid 20 minutes into the podcast and we finally find something you like about me. And so, uh, I'll just mark that down and uh, then we'll move past. And Great. Because we do need to talk about this gift. Should I open it now on the podcast?
2: I would, I would love for you to. I would love if you could stomach it, I would love for you to. <laughs>
1: I'll try to, you know, uh, metaphorically gag down whatever is about to happen and we'll see what's going to happen. Now it's in a brown
2: paper bag
1: and we'll get some
2: crinkling here. Yeah, that, is, um, that bag is a different bag. Uh, uh, I, I purchased this, and I didn't even put it in a bag. I held it in my hand, okay. and uh, I just grabbed a bag. That is a bag that I think I, I, think I got from the farmer's market. So okay. it's just so you know the full kind of.
1: So you kind of, you went straight from the jeweler to the paper bag. <clears throat> the jewel, did you say jeweler or jewel? Uh, jeweler. You were at the mall, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah. jewel-encrusted thing is... Uh, we'll see what uh-huh. happens. If... Yeah. Okay. This is quite... What? I actually have no idea
2: what I'm looking at here. So I want to say two things. I want to say two things. <laughs> what I look for in a perfect gift, there's two things. The criteria is thus. One, practicality. Sure. Okay? Practicality. <laughs> I've heard this podcast, you get a lot of gifts that are fun and kitschy, (laughs) but you're not getting a lot of use out of them. It's good for a laugh. It's good for a laugh. Sure. If you get a, whatever, a a day planner with Valerie Harper's photo on it, (laughs) that is funny. And it might make for a funny bit on the show. What's going to happen to that day planner when the show ends, Richard, what happens? It goes in the sure. garbage or maybe Goodwill, my God, they wouldn't even maybe. take it. They would not take it. Let's be honest. I want to give you something that you are going to use, that you're going to look at and be like, oh my God, I got, who gave this to me? Oh my God, Ike Barron, it's perfect guest. A. B, I want it, something whimsical and fun. And so I'm kind of thinking like, what is something that is evocative? of Bridger Weiniger, And I'm like, Weiniger, Weiniger, Vinegar. <laughs> this is Vinegar? And that is a bottle of very nice, high-end balsamic vinegar.
1: It, it must be. I think it's entirely in, uh, Italian. It's all
2: Italian. It's imported. And it's not, listen, it's not in, made in Italy, boxed in Silmar. It's from Italy. It came from Italy on a plane. Went to my jeweler. I got it. And this is a gift that you're gonna have fun with and you're going to use. You can't take whatever, a golden girl's deck of cards, and put that on your buffalo mozzarella salad and tomato. This you Watch can and it's gonna give it a tank this
1: is beautiful it's i mean this is the first i think first gift i've ever opened outside of like a, and actually i mean speaking of the, the only gift i've ever thrown away a chewed dog toy oh, uh, that's
2: disrespectful to the show quite that frankly.
1: was and uh, i'm just gonna name name names here jamie lee gave me a chewed dog toy and she and i both knew as soon as it was taken out of the bag that that thing was going to trash day bye bye jamie blacklisted from the podcast oh you're out uh not invited to my lizard watching parties uh she's out of there you're this out. on the other hand is the opposite end of the spectrum i love a balsamic vinegar
2: who doesn't love a balsamic vinegar because here's the thing sure there's the classic uses for it a vinaigrette yes uh yeah you're gonna put some drops on your uh, mozzarella and tomato caprese salad sure we're talking steaks you pour Steaks. a little balsamic on a steak, a little bit of balsamic on a steak and put a little parmesan on top of it. <laughs> oh, bellissimo. <laughs> um, and there's other things too. But this is this is a nice one. This is one that you could you have your friends over, you're having it's, it's, it's a friend's birthday and and they love Italy. And they've never been because they don't have the money. They haven't saved the right way. They might have a drug problem, but they always wanted to go to Italy. And you're having an Italian themed birthday party. And you come out with a bowl that has some of this vinegar next to some oil and sliced bread. He won't have to go to Italy.
1: <laughs> he can continue doing drugs and problem solved. It's like, he can just look, the Coke can continue. You don't have to travel the world. Come to my house once a year. Have a little appetizer. <laughs> Dip the bread uh,
2: in the oil, then the vinegar, and then go do your drugs.
1: <laughs> his dealer's happy. We're all happy. Everyone's his, happy.
2: He don't have to loan him money to go to Italy. It's great. Just, just
1: It re- keeps his retired parents worried, and they need something to activate their minds. So everybody... It works out for everyone. Now.
2: And whenever you think of this incredibly damaged friend who's a real burden on your life, you'll think of <laughs> me and my gift.
1: <laughs> Where did you, uh, f- I like, was there a first time you had had this balsamic vinegar? Actually,
2: I have. Uh, I got this at a store I love, uh, Larchmont Wine and Cheese. Oh. They very cleverly, like, <laughs> when you order the sandwich or the meat, they have the rows of all the different imported kind of, you know, whatever, artichokes and olive oil. And and they really just you end up leaving there with uh, a lot of stuff you don't need, but you are happy you have. And I've had that before, and I invited a friend of mine, a real Italian over, and he was blown away. Do you cook a lot? I actually do cook a lot. Are you good? I'm not bad. I'm not like like uh i have some friends i know who are like truly incredible chefs uh but uh everything i make is is pretty basic um but uh, i have i have three kids and uh they all have uh, midwestern blood so it's like just cooking like tons of meat and potatoes mostly right like, different kinds of meat potatoes and like bread but I, I do love it, and I always imagine like I'm on Top Chef when I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> I yell stuff out. I'm like three minutes. And My kids are like, "What? <laughs> Shut up!"
1: Is there like a, a thing, a recipe that if you have people over, you're like, "Oh, this will impress them." I'm gonna make this. I
2: can count on it. <clears throat> There's a, a a pretty nice, again, basic version of like a sunday roast dinner that i do or if i can get like some nice steaks uh i I have like a humongous cast iron skillet and i have like a gas grill and i just put the skillet on the grill and let it get like super hot and you could like put like four or even maybe five steaks in there at once so you can kind of cook all that so i do that and then i make just very good um, roasted potatoes and uh, just all kinds of like roasted vegetables and stuff. And uh, I, I that's the thing that I, I just like to eat a lot. So when my friends come over and my kids will actually eat it and, and not complain.
1: So th- coming as a, a non-parent, I feel like I'm I am one of these people who just assumes feeding kids and all of this is not as difficult as it should be but like with kids you know children love things like chicken nuggets and chicken fingers but to me it's like if if they just had never had it wouldn't they just eat other
2: things um well they will eventually have it somewhere um oh right so like yeah. another
1: parent will.
2: yeah and i don't mind feeding them stuff like that for like lunches and stuff right but i have some friends who are like well, we're, I'm making whatever. I'm making uh, uh, tacos for dinner, but my oldest one doesn't like tacos, so I'm gonna make uh, some pasta for him. And then the uh, youngest one, uh, uh, she only likes uh, hamburgers. So I'm making him. That's I. That is not. That's bullshit. You're eating <laughs> what I eat. <laughs> that's the thing. Or you're not going to eat. Right. Yes. That is like to me. It's just otherwise you'll just. It's too much. It's too, oh, it's too specialized. And, right. and so uh, this is, I cover all this in my parenting book, uh, which you, you, did you, I don't know if they sent you to the publisher. It well, I, you? I, I gave the blurb without reading. I that, said, which I, no, no, I know. I appreciate it. That was months ago, though. <laughs> it is done. And I think you, I think you should read the book before you give the final sign off. I go off on <laughs> some controversial, I got some hot takes, let's say. Spanking is good. Anyways, take a look. Somebody had to say it, right? Somebody had to say it. Spanking, hollering, a lot of hollering.
1: There's a whole (laughs) chapter
2: on hollering. Uh,
1: Um, back to the cast iron skillet for a minute, yes, sir. These uh, are so daunting to me, and I feel like people treat them like pets. Are you one of the, like, where you have to do all of this extra care? You're seasoning it all the
2: time. You no, can't it's wash not it. Like it a pet. It's not like a pet. Like do That's what it sounds like every time. Well, listen, did I buy a small little floor cage with a, a mat for it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I have a, one for my dog, and I have one for my, like, three pans. Uh, and then you just, just got to just bring it in the shower with you every other day. <laughs> and it's totally fine, then, and just be oh yeah you you do have to wake up at midnight and coat it with Wesson um <laughs> otherwise, it just won't work uh, no, I just all I do is wash it out when I'm done, make sure it's really dry, and put like a um dish towel on it on top of it, um, so if I put anything else on top of it, it won't rust okay so, yeah. and do you wash it with soap or is it just water I do after like. It, when I'm done with it, I let it sit for a minute because it's so hot and then I just give it like a quick scrub with soap and water and I'm sure there's people that are like, you're actually taking away the flavor. But like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, the same Spago is fucking, you know, <laughs>
1: okay that's uh, extremely reassuring i mean it's yes. so nice to hear somebody not be as precious about because every time i get online and look at them i'm like oh well this is just another job
2: it's fine and the best thing about them is is that you could like sear something on the stovetop and then just pop it into a hot oven with the whole pan you have to take it and put on a that. right that's pretty good so i'm i i'm an advocate uh um for for uh cast iron I have a whole po- I have a whole podcast about it. If you ever want to come. Okay, well that's
1: uh, reassuring to know. I mean, it, it probably won't change my mind. I I don't know. I'm I'm probably not going to buy one. Why Why am I after even that inquire? incredible
2: five minute sales job <laughs> I just did? You're like, uh, I do what do you want to do Do you want me to come over and show you how easy? it
1: is. That is largely <laughs> kitchen equipment for me. I need people who know what they're doing with it to show up and basically like. You know, boyfriend behind the girlfriend showing how to throw the football. With yeah. Every, someone standing behind me and guiding me through kitchen but equipment. just because go I one just, step
2: further and just hire like a butler and a chef. And then I've done that. And
1: we just got in fights. And they, you know, they were, they occupied a lot of space and were, yeah. we had different music taste. And it just got difficult.
2: We, we had to fire our butler. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was I, stealing. I'm the one who kind of scooped him up. And yeah, oh, I know. We fired him, and I and you called me, and we like, "I'm considering hiring, hiring Patrick." And I was like, "Okay, just so you know, th- there was I had a, a vintage watch in my underwear drawer that is gone, and my well, wife said she didn't take it, and no one else knew about it. So have fun with Patrick." Okay, this
1: explains my uh, Patrick's Christmas gift to me. Uh, oh I God. you know I opened it up and I said, "Where?" Did you get this watch?
2: Is it a is, is it a is it a Garfield watch from 1984 limited edition too? Is it is it Garfield the cat? It was until I sold it on eBay. How much um, did you sell it for on
1: eBay? I got 17
2: bucks. Uh, you my friend respectfully fucked up because <laughs> I could I know someone that would pay 50 bucks for that.
1: Well, you don't need to tell me I fucked up because Pat, it led to Patrick and I in a huge fight, which led to him getting fired. So, you know, it's uh it, look, if I could go back and do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what I would have done. Oh it's uh, it's hard to say uh, as I'm I'm an eBay freak. I you're love getting on there.
2: $33, $33 poor. Yes. You're, you're $33 lesser than you could have been.
1: And Jesus uh, 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 not to mention, I no longer have a butler. So you blew it. F- what am I supposed to do at this point? My life is spiraling out of control. It's bad. I don't it's know. not I, It's not good. But now I've got a, you know, a nice bottle of balsamic. Uh, you, you have to be your own butler sometimes.
2: <laughs> sometimes you have to be your own butler.
1: That's what I tell uh, a lot of people. And that's what I'm learning to do myself. Um, I, I feel like playing a game. I love games. Would you like to play a game? I love them. Do you want to play a game called Gift Master or a game called Gift or a Curse?
2: I'll explain how it works once you pick. Oh, oh, okay. Um, let's do Gift or a Curse because I am I'm seeing Lady Maria uh, <laughs> at twelve thirty, and <laughs> this might inform that somehow. Right, so right. let's do Gift or Curse.
1: All right. Uh, I need a number between one and ten from you.
2: I'm gonna go with classic.
1: Number seven. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. So while I'm doing this, you can recommend something. You can promote something. You can just kind of quietly smoke. Do whatever you want. Do you guys mind if I light up?
2: Do you guys mind (laughs) if I light up? My smoke alarm will go off for a minute because my wife won't let me disconnect it. Um, What do I want to promote? I, I, um, geez, I'm going to be on, uh, Tucker Carlson tonight. Um, I, I, my documentary, uh, the big Pandemic, comes out on newsmax.com Friday afternoon. So I'm, I'll be on Tucker Carlson tonight. And then I am, uh, guest hosting Greg Gutfeld on Thursday. And so Hi. if you want to check me out, I'll be on there. <laughs>
1: Um uh, looking for I mean I'll, I've got the DVR set for all of your appearances. Thank you. Um uh, I'll upload those of course to my channels that uh, I'm going to do a live watch on Twitch um which I'll also just be adding my own commentary to. Ike's, please, please a uh, little Smash performances. Like uh, <laughs> um this is how this game works. ike uh I'm going to name three things and you're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And, you know, there are, um, there are correct answers here. People okay. have come on this Good. game and just absolutely fallen on their faces. They've, they've embarrassed themselves. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to watch. So I want to be won't careful. That will be happening. Just say so everyone is crystal <laughs> clear. Ready. Um, okay. So you have to tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why be careful. First up, this is a uh, listener suggestion. Ooh. gift or a curse being a plus one oh, uh the, let's give the listener a name her name is olivia i don't want no, to olivia. you know thank you olivia thank you olivia. Uh, being a plus one at a wedding where you don't know anyone is that a gift or a curse
2: <clears throat> that is a for me i would probably try to because i like to think of myself as optimistic I would think of it as a gift, but I believe most people would think it is a curse. Where does that land me? Do I have to pick one or the other?
1: So you're, you're kind of looking in a, it, at it as like, maybe I'll meet new people. Maybe I'll have a good time. Also, no one knows me. I can be
2: crazy. I can t- take my pants off on the dance floor. I can do the Macarena. No one's going to judge me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would try to make the best of it, but I would say that most people would look at it as a curse because they're like, oh man, I have no one to talk to, and this is gonna be weird.
1: You're you've done an excellent job here. It's absolutely a gift. It's such a low pressure situation. Yes. I mean, going to a wedding is can largely just be a painful, boring experience or just confusing or fraught with social what have you's. If you're the only if no one knows you there, if it's terrible, who cares? You can do whatever you want. You get to you get to paint the entire picture of the wedding. You get to make it what you want it to be.
2: I was a plus one at a friend's. It was the most beautiful Armenian wedding I've ever seen in my life. I didn't know one person there. A plus. So fun. So fun. Great Armenian food. The food was great. People were dancing. It was hilarious. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have to like talk, talk about me. It was all about these people. It was just like, it was great. It was fantastic. It's a gift. Excellent job. Okay. So we're off to a good start. We're here. off to a great start. Better than some of these other losers you were talking about later or earlier, right? <laughs> right?
1: Essentially, all of my guests is what we're saying here. <laughs>
2: um,
1: okay, next up, gift or a curse. Oh, this is another listener suggestion from someone named Gabby. And gift or a curse, store credit. Store credit. God,
2: that's such a good question so depends on the store but i am going to say it is a curse only because you're tied to it you're tied to the store if you get a refund you can go somewhere else but if you had a bad i don't think this has ever even happened to me at least in that very long time because normally if I buy something and then I like come home and I put it on, I hate it. I'm just like, well, I own this now. And I'm, and I'm going to wear it and look like shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just too tired to go return it and stuff. But like, I feel like you would want the freedom to go somewhere else. So I would say store credit, curse. Ike, fantastic.
1: Absolutely a curse. Store credit. I love a gift card. I'm very vocal about loving a gift card. Yes. Store credit is the gift card you forget. Or it ends up being on like a flimsy receipt that just ends up getting washed. Yes. Yeah, it's store credit and it's always a weird amount of money. It's a puzzle piece that doesn't quite fit. It's, it's
2: always a huge hassle for the person who's helping you, the cashier. You're oh, like, yeah. Oh, this is for store credit. They're like, oh, And then they have to go get like Sandra or something. You know what I mean? And like, it's just they hate it too. No one likes it. Give us the money. Stand
1: there and yeah, oh yeah, awful. Yeah, store credit is terrible. Very bad. Uh, Give me cash or just refuse the return. Yeah, say say you're you're stuck with the item.
2: Yourself. Yeah,
1: keep it. (laughs) Give it away. (laughs) Burn it for all I care. Okay. Wow. I uh, two out of two so far. (sighs) Come on. Come on. Final item: gift or a curse? Tanning beds.
2: Uh, um, I am going to say. Uh, here's the deal: I have used tanning beds before. Back in the day, back in the day when I, I'm very, I have like the skin tone of just like a. a uh, a, a kind of a pig almost just very like 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 I'm like so <laughs> pale and milky and like um so there was a time where I had to get some color and this was kind of before spray tans um and I used a tanning bed and every time I used it I swear I could see the cancer molecules like shooting <laughs> into my body. <laughs> so um and and now in this day and age where you have so many great options, if you want to get some color, you could go to a, tan, uh, a tanning bed. You can go to a spray tanning place. They, 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 there's all these things you could self-tan. You could, If you have the right skin tone, you could go in the sun. You know, for me, I only got about 15 minutes before I start cooking. Uh, so it's 100% a curse. Who at this point is using a tanning bed still. It's 2021. We're reverting back to like nature. The natural look is all in. You don't want someone who is like like golden orange with white teeth that is very passe. Uh, The new type is love handles, back fat, chest hair. Some of the chest hair might be going gray. This is the new body type. And this is not me speculating. This is from different... Women's websites and blogs and goops that I've been reading This is my this is, article in vogue. I read your article in vogue. The cover was amazing by the way. Congrats thank on you that. thank um, you um but yeah, it's absolutely personal look
1: i i I went into this thinking he's gonna fail. tanning beds are i was going I was going to try to mount some defense for tanning beds uh and as much as I would love to I mean they are. Such a wild invention of humanity. Uh, I think you've, you've made an argument here that is something I cannot fight against. You've got, I can't believe I'm saying this, you got three out of three. And I think I, you're literally the second person in the history of this podcast to get three out of three. Listen,
2: when, you, when you're going through the list of, of the, the top guests there's going to be a couple people that you're going to struggle with. And you'd be like, I think they might be number one, but I know. And I trust at the end of the day, you'll remember this moment. And you will be like, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> wow.
1: Incredible. Uh, I'm, I have to say I'm a little bit sick to my stomach. I was hoping to send you away in
2: shame. You wanted to um, see me fail. You set me up for failure. And that's the problem right. is I'm, I'm just, I, I succeed too much. Right. I'm constantly
1: kind of throwing obstacles in your way throughout, just waiting for you to trip up. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of a Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner style situation that I've yes. found myself in. <laughs> uh, like
2: in the like in Space Jam.
1: In Space Jam. Yes. In uh, Warner Brothers Space Jam. Warner Brothers uh, Space Jam. We all know those characters. And uh, I don't even know what to say at this point. We have to move on. This is the... Final segment of the podcast, it's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Look, they're at the end of their rope. These people have questions. They have problems. A lot of my listeners have a lot of problems in their lives. (laughs) They have nowhere else to turn. They have nowhere else to turn. They've alienated their friends and family. uh, And so they think, maybe I reach out to this man who hosts a podcast. And then they get what they need, which, uh, to my credit, is... uh, incredible.
2: I think people, I think we kind of need to re look at the way we see heroes. (laughs) I think it's time we start maybe demythicizing, you know, firefighters and first responders and start really kind of grouping in this, uh, other subcategory of heroes, which is, is people with podcasts who take the time, who take the time from watching a TV show or staring slack-jawed at two lizards in the backyard. <laughs> they take time to, to help people and to say, if I don't have the answer, <laughs> maybe the guy who was in Suicide Squad does.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's time it's ty- about time that somebody stood up and said, firefighters, big deal.
2: You jump into the burning homes of people's minds (laughs) and save their mind cats. I'm scurrying up the ladder with my hose
1: to, you know, save grandma in the mind of my listeners. This is uh, let's get to it. This says hello, Bridger and cherished guest. Oh, Ike, you must feel good about that. How did they know?
2: (laughs) 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 Well, look, they might be talking to your psychic. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I have a lot, a lot to get down into with her. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> uh, this is thank you for reading my question. And now, so they're, they are making some big assumptions because you know there was a good chance this question wasn't going to get read. But sometimes you assume and things work out. Uh, my childhood best friend is pregnant and her mother-in-law is hosting a baby shower for her. My friend is registered for gifts, so no problem there. I'll purchase something from her registry and I'm also crocheting a baby blanket. Okay, good for you. You've a little got too much
2: information. Ooh, on that part, right. yeah, we got. It.
1: However, this is a joint baby shower for my friend and her sister-in-law, who's also expecting and whom I've never met. My question is twofold. Should I get a gift for the other mom to be? If so, what should I get her? Only her first name is on the invitation, but with some sleuthing I did find her registry. So you're you're revealing a little bit about how you're you're uh people's privacy is no concern for this listener um (laughs) do i uh number two do i bring a hostess gift for the mother-in-law who is hosting this party at her home i attended a bridal shower at her home five-ish years ago and brought a bottle of wine thanks in advance for your advice my best and that's just from simply k the letter k so we've got a lot going on here we've got you know And I should, uh, you know, before we start giving this advice, I should say I've never been to a baby shower, uh, uh, friends, I think kind of know that I'm going to make it about me and the baby is going to be forgotten. So I, um, just off the top of my head here, when
2: you show up somewhere, you're the baby that needs attention.
1: Yes. I've got the (laughs) diaper. Uh, I'm drooling. I'm screaming for breast milk. Um, so that it has made going to parties difficult.
2: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I have been to a couple. They used to be, I'm pretty sure, strictly uh, for women only. Right. Uh, the, men kind of go, the, the men would or- smoke cigars and watch, <laughs> you know, the cowboys. Uh, uh, but uh, now, of course, they kind of are, are. I've been to a couple where it's kind they're of for everybody. Spouse. I actually just went to one. Recently, and it was lovely. It was fantastic. Here's the deal, Kay. Is first of all, it kind of I'm picking up a little bit of shade from Kay in oh, regards yeah. to the sister-in-law. She's like, and it's for her sister-in-law. <laughs> and do I need to bring a gift for the hostess? Like, I might be <laughs> thinking that in my head a little more than it actually is there. But it kind of felt a little bit of shade. So, what I would suggest is. I would say decorum uh, would say, get a gift for the sister-in-law. Doesn't have to be anything big. If you can get even, you know, if you get them like a bunch of pacifiers or something. And then get a gift for the the hostess. And if you like her and you got a couple bucks, you get her like a nice bottle of uh, rosé. If not, you bring like just like a, you know, like a $7 bottle of wine. Scratch the price off. Take your (laughs) price gun that you stole from the Ralphs. Make a new price that says forty nine ninety nine. Don't make it too high. If you make it too high, they'll smell a rat. And they'll chase you right out <laughs> of the wedding. But then you put the new price on. You walk up. You're like, "Thank you so much," and this is for you. And they'll look at that and they'll they give you a look like, "Thank you for, <laughs> thank you." So that's all, all you need to do is get the price gun.
1: I would love a price gun. Now that you say it, <sighs> so where fun. does he, where do you get a price
2: gun? You have to steal one. You <laughs>
0: have to steal. I one think you from have Rouse.
2: to. No, like you you go to Ralphs and you what I do is I see the guy making the prices and I walk up to him and I say, "Hey, there's there's a old old guy in the next aisle. He he, he shit himself." <laughs> and he'll be like, "God damn it." You know, he'll get up and he'll walk around and then that's when you strike. You grab the price gun. <laughs> put in your pants and the thing is you walk out. The, the beepers don't beep because it's not an item. You're stealing. Right, that doesn't like a piece of the store. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, but th- I will say the one on the one on th- Third and La Brea I've hit a couple times, so they're a little more skeptical now. Like the last time I tried, the guy brought the pricing gun with him to go investigate.
1: Whatever. Wow, I have I have a traumatic uh, memory of the Third and La Brea Ralphs. Uh, a rat ran across my foot outside of it.
2: Outside. And
1: outside. Okay. I want to be clear because I do love a Ralphs.
2: I love her. and I love that's my Ralphs.
1: That's your Ralph's that's my that Ralphs. used to be my Ralph's before I was run out of the neighborhood uh before I found out it was just absolutely teeming with rats uh It should be clear that Ike lives in a part of Los Angeles that is just i mean it's basically the plague uh,
2: it is it is it's all it's like you're you're in uh sixteenth century genoa it's just uh <laughs> giant rats and dock workers hacking up lungs and people walking around with. Bublos, and uh, it's, it's <laughs> just absolutely uh, a wretched uh, scene.
1: Yeah, you have to be careful uh, about, you know, if you run into somebody and start talking to them in this part of Los Angeles, it may just end up being a rat king, just a bunch of rats tied together yes, that uh, it is. Uh, resemble a person.
2: It's good, cause, which is good, because my kids love the Nutcracker. So, like, we'll be on walks, <laughs> and I'll be like, uh-oh, look who it is! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um okay all that aside so ike has given some very good advice here which i fully disagree with number one i think you, you know what don't get this other person a gift you don't even you only know her first name if that's all the information they're giving for this joint look separate baby showers i don't we're not combining baby showers maybe birthdays and i i feel like not even that this second person i think you completely ignore act like she's invisible um you show up to the party and just shower your friend with the attention and gifts this other person is person non grata you want nothing to do i with gotta her. say you
2: are truly and i gotta I'm gonna be honest showing your non-gift bias here oh interesting and i was hoping that you could really? look at this on a just look at things on a case-by-case Basis and not bring in your preconceived (laughs) notions of what how fucking society should be maybe and and you might be staring her in the wrong direction because you Bridger hate gifts.
1: I. Why don't you just save it for your next book and next podcast? You don't come on here and tell me what I do or where I'm coming from. This is, I am taking did. this as a case by case basis and not only case by case, but I'm looking at number one question. And I'm answering it with a nice piece of advice. And then I'm looking at number two. Do I bring mother-in-law a gift? And I again say, no, you gave her a bottle of wine five years ago. And if she's already gone through that, she's got a problem. So she should still have at least half a bottle of wine after five years.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is breaking news. I am going to have another kid, and I, when I have the shower, you're going to be invited, and <laughs> you are going to fucking bring a gift to not only my wife's sister, who will also now get pregnant, <laughs> but to my mother-in-law, who will be hosting it. And this is not something I'm taking lightly. I have had a vasectomy, my friend. I'm going to get that shit reversed and have another child just to see the look on your face. (laughs) You're putting a lot on
1: the line here. Uh, I mean, we'll just see what happens when I show up with simply a gift for your baby. You're going to be cutting that gift in half. You give it to <laughs> sister half of this goes to sister-in-law actually you're going to be cutting it in thirds because mom-in-law is going to want in on that and uh there's going to be a lot of egg on all of your faces
2: yeah well there's going to be giant black sores on your face because you're going to have the fucking <laughs> budonic plague <laughs> all right so like <laughs> get, get ready for that that's coming that's coming fall 2022 my friend <laughs>
1: Um, well okay, take all of that advice uh you know, hit up your psychic, see what uh he or she thinks with you know, and also you know have the psychic listen to this podcast, maybe we're always looking for new listeners, we're always just trying to build this audience, especially in the psychic community, um, and see what the psychic has to say because obviously, Ike and I are not going to come to anything close to an agreement on this advice and You know, whatever.
2: But this is good. This is why our show together works. It's like Siskel and Ebert or Hannity (laughs) and Combs.
1: I look, I've got this beautiful bottle of balsamic vinegar, which I'll put away uh, in. uh, Hopefully you'll forget about it. I show up to your baby shower, uh, fall of 2022, and you open it and you're going to be dazzled. Your wife's going to be dazzled.
2: I'll, 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 I'll we'll, we'll see. I'll be dazzled. I'll be da- more dazzled to see what you bring my sister in law, my mom. But we'll listen, you got plenty of time. You got at least, vasectomy, reverse six weeks. <laughs> you got You got a, You got a solid year before you got to start really making some serious decisions, man. So, okay. Okay. But we do not have to talk about it now, but just know that it's happening. <laughs>
1: i i've had a terrific time i'm so thrilled that
2: you could be here um thank you for being here it was my pleasure uh it is a joy to listen to and uh i, I, I hope you have a wonderful uh, caprese salad
1: i'm going to and listener maybe it's time you stop listening to the podcast and get your own vinegar this vinegar is not for you it's for me. And uh, you now have a full day ahead of you, where you could go to your local Italian market uh, and get yourself a nice little bottle of balsamic. It's always a nice thing to have in the cupboard. So do that. It's the end of the podcast. Take care of yourself. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads.
0: When I invited you here, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, you gotta come to me. said no gifts your presence is presence enough and i already had too much stuff so how did you dare disobey